Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Luna Love of the Podcast acknowledges the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Araqual people of the Bunjalung Nation, and pays respects to elders past, present, and emerging. to Luna Lover the Podcast. I'm your host Jordana Levine and in today's episode we're chatting all about the upcoming Libra solar eclipse. The Libra solar eclipse will take place on Sunday October 15 at 4.55am in Sydney, Saturday October 14 at 6.55pm in London and 1.55pm in New York. I want you to begin by casting your mind back to April 20. That's when we experienced the Aries solar eclipse. And that was our first eclipse in this new series of eclipses taking place on the Aries Libra nodal axis. And there is importance to that, right? Mostly because this energy of the eclipses is new. And this Libra solar eclipse is the first one taking place in the sign of Libra. And this pattern of Aries and Libra eclipses is going to be our experience all through 2024. The lunar nodes shift signs every 18 months and affect the eclipses within that period. Because that switch happened this year, these first couple of eclipses are bringing fresh energy with different themes lessons and surprises than we've had previously. What's important to remember though is because this shift has just taken place, we are in the very we stages, the early stages of the Aries Libra energy that we are going to be experiencing over the next year right we've had it really over the last six months it's been a little bit of in between i've spoken about this in previous episodes but this year has been a shift between where the eclipses were taking place on the taurus scorpio nodal axis and then they've shifted over to aries libra but we've still got one more taurus eclipse the next eclipse that we have at the end of october will be taking place in the sign of taurus so there's still a little back and forth but we can say officially that the lunar nodes have switched to that aries libra nodal axis so there is newness there's newness but what we're experiencing at this stage so perhaps in the aries solar eclipse in april and now with this first solar eclipse in libra is only part of the story. Essentially, it's just the beginning of what's unfolding and you must trust that. If it isn't making sense just yet, by the end of 2024, you might finally understand what it all means and how it all fits together. As a reminder, eclipses are like cosmic plot twists. They can either accelerate your path 
reroute you, or in some cases, slow you down entirely. But always for your benefit, even if it doesn't always feel like that in the moment. This particular nodal axis emphasizes relationships concerning the self. Self is the bridge of commonality between the opposing signs of Aries, which represents me, and Libra, which represents us. And I'm positive this has already been a theme for many of you this year because we've had so much going on with Venus, yeah, especially that Venus retrograde. And Venus rules Libra, right? Venus is all about relationships. These eclipses are likely going to trigger our relationships. So I don't want to sugarcoat that. That is a fact. Yeah. Think of things like intimacy, connections, and how we choose to show up in relationships. It really is about you in the relationship, less about the other person. But of course, that's how relationships work, right? (laughs) There's two of you. Through this lens, we all have the opportunity to address our independence, our courage, and our confidence. These are the Aries qualities, right? These themes are just starting. We've got like a really long road ahead on this nodal axis. It's not to say that with each eclipse, the same themes are going to surface again and again. But if you heed the call of what is being shown to you with each eclipse, then you can potentially go through massive upgrades at this time. And the upgrades are going to take place in your relationships or at least in relation to yourself when it comes to relationships. If you're going through your nodal return or your reverse nodal return at this time, the lessons will be particularly potent and poignant for you guys. Now, if you don't know if you're going through either of those, the way you can tell is by looking at your natal chart. You'll be going through your nodal return if you have your north node in Aries and your south node in Libra. And you'll be going through your reverse nodal return if you have your north node in Libra and your south node in Aries. Before I go any further, a little reminder of what the hell a solar eclipse is. (laughs) A solar eclipse is when the moon passes between the sun and the earth, temporarily blocking out the sun's light. Now in Australia, we're not going to see that happen because it's going to be in the wee hours of the morning. So the sun wouldn't be giving us light anyway. Um, But if you were in the Northern Hemisphere, you might actually be able to see this take place. To look at the significance of a solar eclipse, I want you to think about the sun's role in our life on this planet. Yeah, it gives us light. It gives us energy. It gives us the means to grow. From an astrology perspective, the sun is our identity, our life force energy. And what happens when it's hidden from view? Well, it's kind of unsettling. It's disruptive. It's a moment of chaos as we scramble to find the light. But that brief moment in the shadows is sometimes when we see most clearly, when there's no divide between us and what's been hidden from view. Solar eclipses always happen on a new moon. Lunar eclipses always happen on a full moon. But the energy is like a million times more potent than your average new moon or full moon, right? So with this solar eclipse, we have got to treat it as such. 
Which brings me to the ever controversial point among astrologers. Should we manifest on a solar eclipse? If the energy is heightened, supercharged and amplified, wouldn't it make sense to harness all that power and infuse it into our intentions? After all, a new moon is when intentions are set. Well, I personally say nah, 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 nah. (laughs) Or no, if you think Australians say that. We don't. We say no, like normal people say no. Okay, that's for my American listeners. Um, Stop making TikToks about us, which perhaps is really disappointing to hear me say no to manifesting under this solar eclipse, but hear me out. When it comes to eclipses, there is karmic, destiny-fueled magic being weaved, right? I personally believe that surrendering to that potency, putting your trust in the cosmic powers that be, and having the intention to be led exactly where you are meant to go, no matter how uncomfy, is the best tactic here. But also, you know, do what you want. Do what you want. The eclipse is going to do what it wants, that's for sure. Look, the thing is, it's like, write the intentions. Nothing bad is going to happen. But the universe is going to do what it wants regardless of those intentions being set. So it's kind of a waste of time, if you know what I mean. Eclipses work on a very karmic level. The south node is the karmic node we're working with, with this solar eclipse. So there will be a shedding of the past in order to move forward. If you can do this... Perhaps you've been doing it already. There could be a bloody catapult of forward momentum for you, which I don't know about you guys, but I find that really, really exciting. You could potentially evolve into a higher state of being, getting you closer to your potential, your purpose, and your karmic rewards in this lifetime, aka your destiny. For this reason, eclipses tend to bring fated events. They put us wherever we need to be, regardless of the intentions we set. So rather than trying to micromanage the universe, perhaps just be like, eclipses, have your way with me. I trust you, right? Now, the tricky bit is when you end up somewhere that isn't how your tiny linear, logical, human brain imagined and you're like, F you eclipse, F you universe, this is effed. I usually swear on this podcast, something's telling me not to this time. This is where the trust really has to step in, right? If things start evolving with these eclipses and you're like, oh no, this is not right. This is very, very wrong. (laughs) Uh, And I say this because I've done that in the past. It's not, it's leading you where you're meant to be. Trust the process, all right? That could be your mantra during eclipse season. Trust the process, trust the process, trust the process. (laughs) As you're like swaying in your seat, trust the process, trust the process. While I do 100% believe that we are co-creators with the universe, during an eclipse, we're just not, all right? Let the universe take the driver's seat. Let the universe take center stage. We're good. We understand. We must not forget that this eclipse is happening in Libra. So all of the Libra themes still apply. And we are in Libra season, so you're likely quite familiar with them. Firstly, we've got balance. 
Remember how I said in the Libra season episode that what tends to happen if we're out of balance or there's imbalance in our lives, Libra will quite forcibly put us in situations to try and get us back into balance. Well, the eclipse is also going to do that and it's quite handsy about it. Yeah, so handsy, is that the right thing to say? Not handsy in a me too way, handsy in a like forcibly realigning you. Yeah, it's kind of Libra's MO. It's like, hmm, you're a little bit imbalanced. Let me force you onto this side of the scale to even things up. Then we've got harmony. If there has been disharmony, the eclipse may try to course correct that, which might mean losing something or gaining something in order for harmony to be found, right? So again, you've got to trust the process. And then we've got collaboration and partnership. This is going to be different for everyone. It might be about letting people in. It might be about meeting someone where they're at. It might mean putting yourself first. Who knows? I don't. You do. It's your life. All right. So work out what that means for you. And then, of course, relationships in general. And if you're single and you're listening to this and you're like, well, this is all about relationships and I'm not in relationships, it still applies. Perhaps new potential relationships show up to show you your own shit and show you where you're imbalanced. Perhaps you understand your values in relationships deeper through this eclipse. Perhaps whatever surfaced for you during Venus retrograde is going to come to the surface again. Or perhaps you've been really good. And the eclipse is going to present you a potential new love interest. Or perhaps it's not about romantic relationships at all. Yeah, and it's about your friendships or your familial relationships or your professional relationships. There are also a couple of celestial players affecting this moon and they're the big guys. First, we've got Pluto. So that's like big transformation energy. That's pretty much the summary of it. Eclipses are transformative anyway, but throw in a square with Pluto and we'll add in some intensity, perhaps a power struggle, something around control issues. Mm, it's, it's big, yeah? Let the deaths occur in order to get the most out of this solar eclipse. I've already thought of a few deaths in my own life and... I don't know, it kind of feels uncomfy and I'm still questioning it. But deep down, I know it needs to happen. And I think you know too. Remember, Pluto stuff is usually in the shadows. So you've got to be real with yourself, yeah? It's not the superficial stuff. It's the stuff deep, deep, deep within you. Secondly, we've got Chiron. Huh, Chiron, I feel like I bring it up in every episode. Chiron is the wounded healer. She is conjunct the North Node at the moment and in opposition with this eclipse. So Chiron is being activated under this new moon, which means our wounds might feel a little exposed. But take on the energy of Pluto and see if you can derive power from this rather than becoming a victim to your wounding. Does that make sense? Okay, there is potential for this eclipse to feel healing. As long as you're not scared to go a little deeper than what presents itself on the surface. (laughs) It's big, guys. It's big. I know. We just need a break. It's coming. Is it coming? 
I don't think it is. I'm sorry. But this is all for our growth, right? I cannot emphasize this enough. So (laughs) in summary, relationships will be highlighted, but always in relation to self. What is being shown to you is something you need to observe under this eclipse. There is possibility of a power struggle, but you can take that power and turn it into empowerment. And if you do that, there is also potential for deep healing here. Remember, eclipses are karmic in a reap what you sow type of way, right? So be real with yourself. You can't hide your shit from the universe, guys. Trust me, I've tried. (laughs) Okay, so do the work. Let the deaths occur, surrender and allow the eclipse to push you to exactly where you're meant to be. Let's hear the mantra for this eclipse one more time. Trust the process. All right, let's talk about some ways we can work with this Libra solar eclipse. Expect the unexpected. It's a very Uranus thing to say, um, and it kind of has Uranian energy in Eclipse, I think. So look, allow room for unforeseeable curveballs. Expecting the unexpected, I think that's kind of cool. Like, I love the unexpected. And this is what we've got to remember about us as humans, especially the analytical, logical, rational humans, which is most of us, I've got to say. We like to expect what's going to happen. We think we can predict the foreseeable future. And I mean, in some ways we can, but don't limit yourself by expecting the expected and rather be open for the pivots and the curveballs. I recommend refraining from stimulants during an eclipse. That's probably really annoying because I told you that during the Aries full moon as well, which was only a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I would refrain from alcohol, drugs, lots of caffeine, anything that stimulates you during this eclipse. In saying that, uh, it is my sister's hens on the night of the 14th. So we will be up in the early hours of the 15th, I'm sure. So I'm going to be breaking all my own rules here. Wish me luck, my friends. Next, rest like a lot. Yeah, if you can clear this weekend of social commitments definitely do that. I cannot. (laughs) And so again, wish me luck. Limit scream time while you're at it. Find peace where you can. Like just, I know I tell you this every podcast episode, but just like go and sit in nature and be on your own. Read a book under a tree. While you're doing that, you might want to journal around the important relationships in your life. Uh, particularly around if there are any patterns or dynamics that just aren't serving you. Like this is a really, really good time to address them. During eclipse season, I would refrain from making any big commitments or launching any new things. Um, Eclipse season runs officially until the 28th of October because like I said, we've got the Taurus lunar eclipse on the 28th. So yeah, hold off on big commitments and launching new things just because the energy is so volatile and erratic, right? So just not not a good time to be doing that. I would also cleanse your space at home. Um, I mean this in like the physically clean your space sense and perhaps like cull some stuff, but also cleanse it energetically. So native herbs and woods, 
uh, essential oils, whatever you use to energetically cleanse. We're clearing out old energy and making way for the new. All right. That's essentially what's happening during eclipse season. So try and reflect that in your personal space as well. And lastly, because we're not manifesting, it doesn't mean that you can't hold a solar eclipse new moon ceremony. If you subscribe to Lunar Lover, the podcast as an ascendant member, you can do a solar eclipse circle with me, which will drop on Friday of this week. So if you'd like to become a subscriber, all you need to do is click the link in the show notes of this episode. And as part of that, you also get access to the bonus subscriber episodes every week. So you get two episodes of Lunar Lover a week. That's it. That's it, guys. It's all right. Look, it's going to be fine. Eclipse season is always a really big time. Um, Our mantras are trust the process and just observe. (laughs) That's the Lunar Lover mantra. I should change the name of this podcast to that. If you are interested in spending some time with me, I've got some spots open for natal chart readings. October's booking up fast. I think there's a couple of spots left at the end of October. Really good time to book in. You can book in for a natal chart reading or a transits and progressions reading or just to ask me a question, uh, love patterns reading. You know, there's a ton of different readings that you can have. I've also started doing astrology mentoring. I think I spoke about it in last episode, but this is a really good option for people that have studied astrology and are just looking for some guidance either with the business side of astrology or help with confidence when it comes to reading. Or perhaps they'd just like to be able to use astrology in a little bit more of a practical way for their clients, um, which is my forte. So I can help you with that. Um, You don't have to want to be an astrologer. You might be a yoga teacher that wants to incorporate astrology into your classes. I'm also a yoga teacher, FYI, although I haven't taught in a while, but I do know the world very well. So I can definitely help with that in mentoring. Or perhaps you want to incorporate astrology into your pre-existing business that is not an astrology business or a yoga business um, and I can help you with that so if you're interested in that there is a link in the show notes of this episode as well all right my loves I'll be back next week with a new episode of the podcast until then I'm Jordana Levine and you've been listening to Luna Lover the podcast Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 